The Ewan Grant Podcast, the Limestone Coast Triple M. G'day, it's Ewan. Welcome to the Ewan Grant Podcast and welcome to everyone joining me on the Listener app. Limestone Coasters Council met last week. We're going to catch up with Sarah Philpot and find out what council were up to during that council meeting. I am going to talk to Roger Babolka. He is the head of Stanlike Stone at the moment. And the Stanlike Stone Foundation, with the help of 141, have handed out $80,000 worth of grants to local community groups. We're going to find out who the lucky recipients were. And police have been busy over the last couple of days. We're going to catch up with Danielle from Saypol to have a chat. Let's kick it all off, find out what happened at last week's council meeting. Sarah Philpot is the CEO of the Mount Gambier City Council. Sarah, g'day. Good morning. Now, Sarah, I don't know how you do it. I really don't. There's uh, a whole lot of governance that took place as part of the council meeting. It'd be hard to keep your eyes open, wouldn't it? Oh, no, I love the governance stuff. <laughs> it's brilliant. So. That is why you do your job and that is why I do my job. <laughs> uh, yeah, there were a few things um, that came up that were more kind of governance related. And as we've spoken about before, um, there's been quite a bit of local government reform going on. Mm. And, um, and so council considered a couple of reports um, with relation to that. So the first was about a member behavioural policy. So as part of the new local government requirements, every council will be required to have a member behavioural policy and there's a proposed policy that is being, um, feedback is being sought on and so council considered that and will provide feedback in a, in a bunch of different ways. Mm. And there was also a confidential item which was um, dealt with, which was about training and development and induction for councillors and a similar principle, really just seeking feedback. So um, so there are a couple of items there, um, but all of those really relate to um, good information for councillors, making sure that councillors um, understand behavioural expectations and kind of what it's like to be a councillor, really. And, um, and that leads me neatly into a plug about elections coming up. Which um, we talked about. Yeah. We did, we did. So, um, so certainly uh, we do have our elections in November and um, we would just encourage people to make sure that they're on the electoral roll or um, on the supplementary electoral roll and lots of information is available if people need it and then think about um, being a candidate and certainly participate in voting. So all of the governancey stuff that we talked about at council is, is all about making sure local government works well and that councillors are really well informed and Everybody can have a say in that when it comes to the four yearly elections. Mm. Now, Sarah, the Valley Lakes uh, was being talked about as well. Some algal control there. What's going on? Yeah, so um, people would probably know, but over the summer period, the Valley Lake often experiences algal blooms, and that, of course, impacts on people's opportunities to use that water for recreation. So, some time ago, we went to tender to look for some technology or to seek you know, advice about how we can help eliminate these blooms. And um, you may recall that we had a float put into the um, into the lake around about um, January, I think mm, it was. It was about the same time as the fire. That's right, it was, because yeah. it had only just gone in. And yeah. um, and so what that float's been doing is um, analysis, effectively, of the water and the water quality. And now there's stage two of um, this solution is to... Um, you know, one's been, one of the floats has been monitoring and the other one um, has been um, delivering ultrasonic waves to, um, to control uh, these types of bacteria and algal um, varieties. And so now 
what the proposal is, is to use that system um, at different points of the year and then continue to measure the water quality parameters. So um, I'm no expert in the technical bits of this <laughs> at all, but I'm taking the advice of the experts. But the main thing Council is really trying to do here is to improve the water quality and make and maximise the time people can enjoy that um, important water place for us. So we'll see how that goes over time. But Council was really interested in, um, you know, not just kind of dealing with the problem, but trying to get to um, to a solution uh, really before the problem starts and that's what this proposal is trying to do. Sarah, questions from left field and, and you probably don't know the answer but I mean obviously algal blooms haven't been a, a problem uh, forever. Do we know why they have become a problem? Is it because the Valley Lake has dropped in, in level? Is it because of, of changes to the, the lake's makeup? Any ideas? Uh, no, look, I don't really. I mean, I think, you know, algal blooms often come as a consequence of a combination of both um, heat and uh, frequently still water and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so whether what combination has created those um, circumstances for the Valley Lake, I, I'm not an expert on, but, uh, but certainly interested in um, solutions to try and prevent it happening as much as we can. So yeah, let's absolutely. see how this goes over the next uh, little while. Definitely. Now, there's been some changes to the Riddock Trust as well. Yes, that's right. So um, I think we've spoken before about the fact that we've established a Redock Arts and Cultural Trust. And um, again, this was um, some of the governance that kind of sits around this. Uh, and uh, we now have our... Um, our trust uh, members in place and this is about how the trust then relates into council's business and also the services that the trust needs to set up, things like audit services and so on. So all of this is about making sure that the trust has got the capacity then to operate appropriately and this is all really around building the um, Redock uh, Arts um, facility and uh, you know bringing other people's expertise and resources into play so quite a, a good thing it's taken a little while for us to get it in place and again tidying up to make sure that it all can work properly and and achieve its objectives mm, absolutely hey Sarah it's always good to catch up with uh, what council is up to of course we're steaming ahead towards the election so we're going to talk more about that um, let's catch up in a couple of weeks and talk some more about what's going on Terrific. Talk to you then. Now, Lovestone Coasters, the police have been flat knackered. We get to find out what's keeping them busy. Danielle joins me from SAPOL for a chat. Danielle, good morning. Good morning, Ewan. Danielle, over the course of the weekend, police were kept very, very busy. A whole lot of traffic incidents taking place. On Saturday, the 23rd of July, police have stopped a vehicle on Well Street, north of Mount Gambier. The driver, a 54-year-old Mount Gambier man, has failed to comply with the Bresson a uh, breath analysis test and was reported. He lost his licence on the spot for 12 months and his vehicle was impounded for 28 days. Um, in the early hours of Sunday morning, the 24th of July, police detected a 48-year-old um, OB flatman driving while suspended and in contravention of a driver direction notice. He was reported for driving while suspended. His vehicle was also impounded and uh, will appear in court at a later date. Uh, and also on in the early hours of Sunday morning, uh, once again the 24th of July, police stopped a vehicle on Queen's Avenue in Mount Gambier. Police checks revealed the 18-year-old female driver has never held a licence. Um, she was also reported and will face court at a later date. And Danielle, there was a fatal on the weekend as well, our second in two weeks. Heartbreaking. 
Yeah, unfortunately, police are investigating a fatal crash at Mount Light near Narracourt. Emergency services responded to a single vehicle crash on Caves Road at about 3.30am on Saturday the 23rd of July. Um, sadly, the driver, who was the only occupant in the car, 25-year-old Narracourt, a woman died at the scene. Um, this young woman's death is the 43rd life lost on South Australian roads so far this year and the road toll, road toll at the same time last year was uh, 56. Mm. Now, Danielle, at the moment you guys are looking for uh, a vehicle as well. Uh, collided with a police car. What was going on? Yeah, so police are seeking the assistance of the public to identify a driver and locate a vehicle that reversed into a police car last week. Um, at about 9.30pm on Thursday the 21st of July, police stopped a silver Holden Cruise on Pick Avenue, Mount Gambier. The registration we have is Sierra 965, Charlie November Lima. The driver allegedly reversed into the police car before taking off at speed. Um, thankfully, there were no injuries, um, but the driver and vehicle have not yet been located. So anyone with information that may help police to identify the driver or know the whereabouts of the Holden Cruise is asked to contact Crime Stoppers on 1800 or online at www.crimestoppersa.com.au. Now, Danielle, there's been some drug crime as well in the Limestone Coast. What can you tell me about that? At about 1.15pm on Friday the 22nd of July, police stopped and searched a vehicle on Panola Road in Mount Gambia. The driver, a 30-year-old Pathaway woman and her passenger, a 26-year-old Kingston Southeast man, uh, were arrested for trafficking in a controlled drug after a quantity of suspected methamphetamine and other drug paraphernalia were located in the vehicle. The driver also tested positive for drug driving. Um, so anyone with information on the manufacture, sale and supply of illicit drugs can report it to police via Crime Stoppers on 1800 000 or once again online at www.crimestoppersa.com.au. And Danielle, just quickly, you guys are going to be out and about during the course of the week, I reckon. Uh, school is back and people need to take a care at school zones. So over the next two days, um, there will be extra caution. We ask drivers to be extra cautious and obey lower speed limits in and around school zones. Um, there'll be an increase in traffic and also pedestrian traffic, so be vigilant. Be aware of young children in and around vehicles that may enter onto the roadway. Um, you may see an increased police presence around school and around school crossings, just to making sure that everyone's abiding by that 25 kilometre an hour zone. Hey, Danielle, it is always good to catch up. We'll talk next week. Thanks, Ewan. Now, Livestone Coasters, as the podcast continues, there's been some good news for the Stanlike Stone Foundation. Roger Babolka has all the news. He joins me for a chat. G'day, Roger. Yeah, good morning, Ewan. Mate, fantastic news for a number of groups in the Limestone Coast. Certainly, I guess the relationship that we've got with 141 for probably over nine years now has resulted in another three uh, grants going out to three fantastic projects in the region for $50,000 between the three grants. And it's, look, it's another a great sign of, uh, you know, the capability of uh, industry in the region to assist those in need. So, no, look, pretty happy with that. And indeed, 141 has also seen fit to do some additional funding. So over $80,000 worth of grants to between eight projects in this region, which is fantastic, mate. Mate, tell me about the projects that got a nod. Yeah, cool. For the $50,000 grant total between uh, 141 and Stone. Millel uh, Hall has uh, received $10,000 to complete their kitchen upgrade. The hall's been sort of progressively upgraded uh, over the last few years, and 
this aspect is uh, makes the the hall uh, or the kitchen facility compliant and uh, very efficient for those groups that use it. And the hall is getting a lot of use nowadays, which is fantastic for a little country hall uh, doing a fantastic job out there. So ten thousand dollars to that group. Another project, youth opportunities, twenty thousand dollars to assist. I think it's about fifty four students from the public sector schools in Mount Gambier, Panola and Naracourt to participate in a program to develop their confidence and their resilience and goal setting for their future. So helping those students in those areas that are got some potential to really go go ahead with a little bit of extra support. So that's fantastic. Absolutely. And the, and the third project is uh, $20,000 going towards a number of the you know, three Mount Gambier schools to focus on those areas where there's uh, uh, increasing levels of absenteeism. Uh, so supporting the schools and the families to engage with a, uh, I guess, a range of services external to the school and indeed to be bigger part of the uh, wider community uh, at the school. So, you know, three really fantastic projects which are going to do a lot of good to the community but also helping a lot of the youth uh, in our area to uh, go above and beyond and, and really achieve, which is fantastic, mate. Now, Roger, it's a great... as you said, you know, there was some more cash that was splashed, though, as well. What did uh, yeah, what did that yeah, go mate. to? Look, in the last couple of years, 141 has seen fit to provide additional funding. Uh, we, we This year, we had about 15 applications come through, all really good, high-quality stuff and, and fantastic right across the region. Uh, so after we went through the process and assessed the... Uh, the 141 Stanley Stone grants, uh, 141 said, look, we still want to help more. Uh, and so they've come up with a, probably a little bit over another $30,000 to assist with the Allendale East Public Hall for some hall renovation work, uh, some storage facilities, I guess keeping gear out of the weather. Mm-hmm. St John Ambulance facilities are getting a uh, $1,500 worth of uh, equipment to help them uh, prepare better for uh, the work they do, which is great. Mulga Street Primary School uh, getting some more upgrade of some uh, some meeting facilities for Indigenous students within the school. Panola Swim Club they they're getting seven thousand dollars for some equipment upgrades for their uh, pools out there, which is fantastic. That's getting a lot of use as well nowadays. And also Food Bank uh, getting four thousand seven hundred to go towards some equipment. I think it's a printer and some uh, the laptop to help them do their job, which they do a fantastic job out there. So. You know, we're talking now eight projects getting over $80,000 worth of uh, funding support from the local industry. You know, fantastic, mate, and we're really pleased and proud to be part of the process. Hey, Roger, it is always good to talk great news stories, and you've delivered this morning. Mate, congratulations to you, 141, the Stanlike Stone Foundation, doing an absolutely ripper job of helping out the local community. Thanks for joining us this morning, mate. Thanks, Ewan. That's it for today's podcast. I'll be back on Friday. For everything Limestone Coast, you can catch up with me live on radio from 6am weekday mornings on the Limestone Coast 963 Triple M.